everyone. Welcome to the very first video episode of the Music Universe podcast. I'm Matt. And um, Buddy, thanks for checking us out. And uh, we have a special guest with us today. That's right, we do. The iconic BJ Thomas. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. Congrats on... I'm glad to be the first one. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we're... <laughs> You know, we, we started as a podcast. Now we're moving to video. We have a YouTube series we do. So we're just trying out all this technology. How are you doing with technology? Have you been learning the ins and outs of Zooms during the pandemic? Well, yeah, yeah, I have. I've done a lot of, a lot of Zooms. And um, so I'm getting, hopefully getting the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's just, uh, the technology is, that's the big change in music right now. Is just, the technology is a little different. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. So... You are, it's 50, or it's probably 51 by now, 50 years for Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Can you believe that song has lasted 50 years and isn't in the bottom of a bin somewhere that it is a classic song that has stood the test of time? Well, you know, I, I can, and, and, I, um, and I know you have 50 years. It kind of it does feel like 50 years, but, uh, you know, now that it's here, it, it's, Seems like it got here rather quickly. But, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with uh, Hal David, who wrote the lyrics, and, and uh, Mr. Bacharach, who composed the music. And uh, I understood from the get-go that, you know, that the, uh, Hal meant for the lyrics to really mean something. He was, asked, he was supposed to write kind of a frivolous song for the bicycle scene mm-hmm. uh, in Butch Cassidy. But, but uh, you know, he said, B.J., I don't write frivolous songs. So he, he, he wrote a very simple song, which was his, you know, he just wrote straight from the heart, Hal David. And, uh, and, and you know, the lyrics do have a, a very meaningful statement to make. You know, as long as you're free, you, you don't have any worries, and the rain is going to fall on everyone. So uh, it's just been a really great song. The, the, the melody was just quirky enough, and the, uh, uh, just, just a brilliant combination. You know, we had the movie going for us. We had the the two, the greatest composer and one of the greatest songwriters of all time. And as long as I hit the notes right, we we were going to get through and have a big record. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's that, it feel like to have that kind of longevity? Uh, you know, fifty plus years in this industry. Well, it's, it's been fifty years this year. Fifty years. You know, that that's kind of the the thing that I'm probably most proud of now. Is the, is the longevity of the thing and, and all the years that it's, you know, retained its meaning. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's all just, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a wonderful benefit of working with these, with these, great, uh, these great, great writers and composers. And uh, it's all good. You know, everything that happened with Raindrops uh, turned out good. The only, only thing that was a little weird is, you know, I had laryngitis when, when I did the bicycle scene, mm. and I could barely, barely talk. Uh, but uh, somehow Bert, uh, Mr. Backrack, he never said a word. He kind of he was like I was supposed to have laryngitis. But uh, we re-recorded it, of course, later for the single version that was number one. But, yeah, you know, it feels good. The longevity is the thing that, that I'm most proud of, probably. What's the history behind the song for the movie? How did it come to you? How did they, you were talking about how they don't do frivolous songs. What's the history beyond them wanting, behind them wanting that original song for the movie? Well, I think that was a suggestion from the, the movie people to make it a frivolous song, but I, I don't think they ever really 
in, uh, Bert and Hal, I don't think they intended to do anything silly or, or frivolous. I had, I was mm -hmm. receptive records and, and uh, Bert and Hal produced and wrote most of the Dion Warwick's uh, records. And they were a big part of that label. And uh, uh, the owner of the label, Florence, Florence Greenberg, asked me uh, to move to New York City, asked me and Gloria, we had just gotten married. Uh, and I was recording in Memphis and I was making hit records and I just made Hooked on the Field and everything was going good and I loved it in Memphis. Uh, but they asked me to move up uh, to New York and, and uh, they said if I did, they, they thought they could get me a song in a session with Burt Bacharach and Hal David. So that sounded good. So I had been in New York City and uh, Bert and I had been looking for songs and he had been writing songs and we were looking for something to do for a couple of months. Uh, when uh, the, uh, the the bicycle scene came up and um, I had just had a big hit record. So he, you know, he, he liked to record people that sold records. So I was kind of, the right things were happening and I, and I got the shot to do it. Buddy, go ahead. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, kind of to change pace, I guess, a little bit with uh, the, the technology. You've seen a lot over 50 years in the industry. Is this by far the probably craziest moment throughout uh, your career that you've had to experience? Uh, you mean the, just the way the, the pandemic and... Yeah. Or, or, or what? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly is. And the technology is the biggest change in, in music right now. I mean, you know, you got to go in your bedroom with uh, your software and make a make a, a worldwide hit so you know uh that that's that's become a little different uh which reminds me you know when we did raindrops we had 90 guys in there wow. and uh all, all the strings and horns and what have you and we only did three tapes so i think now they belabor it a little bit more than that but it was a lot of fun to do back then with all the live people and i, I think people who are um up on technology, they have just as much, much fun. When you sing it live, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not live now, haven't been for several months, but when you're performing in concert and you sing it live, what's the response like 50 years on to this song? Well, you know, everybody that comes to see me, uh, that's the song they came to hear. They don't mm -hmm. remember all my other, my <laughs> other stuff. But they, I doubt that. Know, yeah, I mean, they remember wrong song and hooked on a feeling, just can't help believing in certain things. But uh, they're looking forward to hearing that song. A lot of a lot of times, I tell you, it's almost anticlimactic when when I do it because they've so anticipated it. Then once they hear it, it's like, well, okay, we heard it, you know. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's something they're always looking forward to. And I'm just so, you know, how fortunate can a guy get to to do a song that that stands up like that and. Uh, you know, we just put it in the Grammy Hall of Fame a, a few years ago and just, you know, just a beautiful experience. And people love to hear it. They still do. That's wonderful. I want to talk about another album you were a part of that you may not even, I don't want to say you don't remember this, but this is how I was introduced to your music. And you're going to think this is so funny. Uh, it's just so out of left field. <laughs> but the Mr. Rogers tribute album mm -hmm. that you did, I forget which song you did such a good feeling, I think, on that on that record. Yeah, yeah, and, such a good feeling. Yeah. And uh I just I want to know the history, how they approached you, how you decided how you were gonna interpret the work of of Fred Rogers and, and tackling a children's song like that as a you country know, music artist. 
this is going to be disappointing, I think, to some people because I'm now I'm trying to uh, re recall the, the name of the guy who produced the album. It, mo it mostly was him. He did the great production and uh, the recording. Um, and I'm having a hard time coming up with, uh, with his name. And he won a Grammy, uh, and I think he might have won two because he did a he did a volume two, also of of, um, of Mr. Rogers' songs. Mm -hmm. I really apologize. I'm not being able no. to come up with his name. But th this guy mainly did the interpretation and recorded the song. I came in after they had recorded it and, uh, and did my vocal. And it was kind of fun. I came in the control booth where I was, and he was, uh, was kind of directing me, you know, of when and how to sing or whatever. And I, t I had to tell him, look, let me, let me sing this thing. And then if you don't like you don't like what I've done, well then we'll we'll work on it and make it right, you know. So anyway, I got him out of the out of the booth, the vocal booth. And but uh, other than that, it was a very easy thing to do. The guy was a great guy, and I really am sorry I can't come up with his name. Right? No, that's fine. I think Buddy and I are both looking into it, and uh, we can't we yeah. can't find the I'm, name either. I'm looking you know, here, but uh, his name. He's a great guy, but I, I'm not. No, that's up okay. With it. That's okay. Yeah, that's how I was introduced to your music, and then of course I, I heard really? everything else. You're, yeah, you know, it's funny. Some things are like you you hear them because your grandparents bring back a, back a tape from Branson, or you see them on TV. This was yeah. this album, so yeah, you know, you never know how somebody's gonna gonna find yeah, you. Yeah, that was kind of just a thing that came, uh, you know, more or less over the phone. The guy had uh, recorded most of the songs and. Uh, he was looking for people to be involved and it was like, Hey, will you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. I flew in. I did it uh, one afternoon. I mean, he sent me, sent me the track. I learned the track and I flew in, did it one afternoon and then I was done. So yeah, I, I don't I have a lot of solid memories about it, but I do remember doing it and it being a lot of fun. Now let's get back to, to raindrops. Cause I have a few more questions. Now, okay. did you win? Did you were you part of the Oscar winning group? Are you Oscar winner B.J. Thomas? Or is no, that I'm not. No, I didn't win win an Oscar. I mean, I think they certainly should include the singer of the song. Right. Uh, and I wish yeah, I had won one. But it yeah. was a it was a great night. I mean, I did the song on the on the broadcast. It was a big production thing with bicycles and dancers and what have you. And um, you know, I just had the feeling at the at the first rehearsal that uh you know i think we're going to win this thing uh but no i didn't i didn't receive uh receive an oscar but uh i was really happy for mr Backrack won two two oscars and hal david won one for the lyrics of raindrops mm -hmm. and it was uh, what a great experience it was for me to perform on that show and, you know in front of all those people you might have touched on this a little bit earlier but what led to the decision to have you sing it and not have bert sing this song well, I think uh, <clears throat> I think Bird has sung many many songs, and I love the way he interprets his own music. Uh, but I think they were looking for a, a little bit more of a of a performance on the vocal, and uh, I think they wanted somebody. And I don't think you know for all the movie songs they've written, I don't think mm -hmm. Bird has uh, done the vocal on any, any of them. Sure. So I think they were looking for. Uh, somebody who was currently selling records to do the to the do the vocal and have that be another another thing that pulled people into the to the theater, 
and, and it was just, uh, you know, it was a great thing because I think the movie was such a good movie. I don't, you probably haven't seen it, but uh, it was a great, it was a great movie. And they, they basically were making uh, what they were intending to be an art film. And that was why the, Mr. Redford kind of uh, objected to having this pop song uh, in his movie. Uh, he didn't really, uh, he objected to the song for, a strong period of time and they and they convinced him that it worked and uh, after they played him the bicycle scene he agreed that it really worked and it fit uh, it fit the movie so i'm glad of that that's wonderful let's shift gears here real quick and talk about just for the last few minutes here got about eight eight ten minutes left what you've been doing recently recent recordings recent performing and what are you looking forward to after the pandemic well, you know, I'm, uh, all of us, uh, and this is probably so in all walks of life, but, you know, the musicians and people such as yourself, we have a burning desire to do what we do. And it's a kind of a unique thing where we, uh, you know, we record, we travel, um, we get up in front of different people every night and, uh, and um, pull it out, pull our soul out or whatever. So I'm really, I'm really missing, missing that. But uh, and I can't wait to get back to that. And uh, you know, I've had to put off certain things. I had a session in Muscle Shoals on the 15th of, of July that we had to reschedule. And so we, none of us really know when the end of this thing is going to come. And it's probably still going to be a pretty good stretch of time, maybe even late next year. But as soon as we can, we're going to get back out and start working. I mean, I, I Lord, and I'm recording with Dan Penn and Billy Lawson. Uh, two great songwriters in Muscle Shoals. And, uh, you know, once you record the thing, the great uh, payoff and satisfaction of doing the music is getting up in front of people and seeing what they think about it and how they react to it. So we're, we're excited about getting back to that. Why Muscle yeah. Shoals? Well, Muscle Shoals, as you know, was recorded some of the all-time greatest yes, sir. Uh, records, um, you know, across the board. Uh, along with Memphis and, of course, New York and California. Uh, but uh, uh, it's just a great place to record. I've recorded there once before, and uh, I'm going into uh, going in there, and I always wanted to, you know, I haven't re recorded that much over the last number of years. And, uh, you know, it just felt right to go back to Muscle Shows. And that's the songwriters uh, that I'm going in with. That's basically where they record. So they're plugging me in. <laughs> Love that. Now, I, I was going to ask if you guys are doing uh, remote sessions. Uh, I know Dolly just wrapped a Christmas album that she's planning to release. She started it before the pandemic, has duets on there, and they've kind of done it remotely. Are you guys doing that, or are you just kind of going in and just making it a very slim crew of, in there? Uh, well, you know, we're not, do we're not doing it as long as anything is going on until it's mm -hmm. safe. You know, when we get the vaccine, we all get vaccinated, then we're going to go in and do it when there's no uh, when there's no risk to it. But we're going to do it with live guys. Uh, uh, remote has come up, you know, has been uh, I mentioned that, you know, to those guys that uh, I've done that before on on a thing or two before. And, uh, you know, we just kind of decided uh, that we'd rather do it together and do it and do it live. So, you know we're going to wait, you know, hopefully not too, not longer than we want to, but we're going to, we're going to wait and do it live. 
Yeah, and I think the energy is, to me, I've recorded before, and I think the energy is just better when you're all there in the room and not tracking it. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, that's the way I've always recorded, uh, and that's the way I like to record. And just to be honest with you, recording um, has not been, has become less and less fun mm-hmm. over the years because, you know, you have a, you have a, you, you cut a thing and then, they, you know, on Monday and they, they say, well, you know, next Friday we're going to do the vocal. And it's like, well, you know, uh, I like to do the vocal when I'm recording the song, but, you know, sometimes they don't have enough there. They, they're doing it in a different way. So this, this time I'm going to do the vocal live as we're recording it. And uh, that, that's always worked best for me because, like, like Buddy said, the, the energy's up. Uh, your emotions are up, and that's just the way I like to do it. Yeah. Well, BJ Thomas, <laughs> this was fabulous. We hope you get back into that studio with that high energy level we know you have. Congrats on the undying, lasting success of Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. It was so great. Thank you so much for being with us. For the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. Checking out our podcast wherever podcasts are heard, as well as YouTube. And for the latest news and reviews, themusicuniverse.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. This was great. Thank, Thank you, you so much, sir. Hey, cool, man. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Right. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.